Welcome to Uplifting Humans, where we honor, empower, educate, and inspire the listener. I'm Salindran Buller, your host. Our guest today is Washela Sananda. She's a quantum embodiment coach, a galactic shaman, ascension trainer, and best-selling author of The Love You Crave Course, a speaker and a trainer. She lives in Sarasota, Florida, and has numerous workshops and is here to share her wisdom and knowledge with us today. Welcome, Washela. Hello, thank you, Salindra, and that was a beautiful intro. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, and it's just a, a real privilege to have you here because I know that uh, you're an individual that has done so much all over the world in helping so many people come onto the path. So uh, I would like to start off with you uh, telling us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, that's, um, that's a, a wide open story. So I think I'll just um, start by how I got to be an Ascension trainer and um, some of the steps that happened in my life that got me there. So when I was very young, in fact, quite young, um, I was visited by celestial beings as a child. And so what that really meant for me was I was receiving information and learning things. This would happen in, in my bedroom at night that um, it was information that I knew that the adults around me and the people around me didn't know or have, but I didn't really... I didn't really know or have anyone to discuss that with. So I didn't know, you know, like I always felt different is really what it was. Like I always felt like nobody really understands who I am, what I'm about. And I lived in a small town in Iowa. So it was very traditional there. And the experiences that I was having throughout my life were unique. Um, and <laughs> at least I didn't know anyone else was having them at that point. Now yes. I know many that do. But that opened me up to really wanting to be in nature. So I spent a lot of time in nature. Um, I always say learn to meditate from the frogs because I would, I love to go to the little swamp. There was, it was actually a marshy area and I'd go and um, I learned to blend in with the surroundings and then I'd be able to see the frogs and they were just shiny and beautiful in the sun once I could shift my perception in order to see them. And so later on I learned, wow, I learned to meditate as a child learning, trying to catch frogs or even trying to just see them because I was able to sort of like shift dimensions into another reality that was much, much smaller and much different than uh, the big one, you know, of us running around and yes. um, not even being aware of what was going on beneath us. Now, but, I'm just going to, I'm just going to yeah. interrupt just for one moment now. Uh, was Shayla, what age is this? Like what kind of an age? Is this like a toddler? Uh, is yeah, this okay. like, a, yeah, six or yeah, seven? That, that started, well, the visitation started when I was around three or four that I remember. 
but um, the swamp, <laughs> the swamp experiences began when I was around seven. You, you had it there exactly around seven. And then all through my childhood, I was fortunate in Iowa, I was raised at a lake. And so there was a lot of water around and I really loved being by the water. Mm. And so fast forward, um, I spent so much time as much as I could in nature. I always was a little bit of an outcast at school, or at least I thought I, I felt like I was. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I got to um, college, I discovered the metaphysics section of my library at college. And I also watched Shirley MacLaine out on a limb. And mm. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that, but while I was watching that, I was, my whole body was shaking and vibrating. I'm like, oh my gosh, something's really going on there. You know, mm. like some energetically. Yes. Also, um, the last year or the year in between high school and college, I went to the Yucatan in Mexico um, for a foreign exchange student year. And I got to go to all of the Mayan ruins in that area. Nice. And nice. I was picking up energy. What I found out later is I was picking up soul codes for myself. So soul codes are like they're coded, like encoded information that we actually place in places for ourselves to pick up throughout our lives. So oh, okay. that Mayan history there really activated me with these soul codes. And I had a whole new part. It was like a light switch got flipped on and a whole new part of my understanding became back online. And I was nice. able to realize and understand so much more about, you know, my multidimensional nature. And so that had me on this just voracious appetite, you know, this awakened in me to know more and more and more about what, you know, what is metaphysics? What is parapsychology? What are the dimensions? What is happening here? And the more I would read, the more I would activate. And so that's the time that I really consciously started meditating and working with my mind. And all along, interesting people would appear in my world and guide me. Um, I, you know, what I, did they look like? Or could you explain <laughs> to the listener? Because a lot of yes. people are probably thinking, okay, this is really way out there. Yeah, well, actually, but, yeah, it's yeah. not that out there because, um, yes, the, the experiences I had with the celestial beings at night, they, they're out there for sure. But it's a lot like a lucid dream as well or deep meditation. But um, in real, in waking life, whatever real life is, I would have experiences where characters would show up in my life. These are real, regular human being people <laughs> yes. that would just sort of walk into my life at the perfect time and present me with a book or, hey, you should really take this class or, you know, some piece of knowledge that I needed for that point on my journey. So yes. one of those was, um, I think I was 21 or 22 years old, living in Dallas, Texas, and a man um, at my gym, who's an older gentleman, asked if he would, could have coffee with me, and he presented me with The Science of Mind um, book, and it's about an 800-page book, and I read it all, and it just made everything make sense to me. And I'm like, wow. And so I really learned about mindset and controlling my mind. And I was able after that to quiet my mind and notice what my thoughts were. And it, it was so helpful on my journey. That was nice. one of many of those experiences. And then a little bit farther um, down the road, a few years later, uh, I had an experience where I kept hearing Kauai, hearing about the island of Kauai 
like it was as if magically on my desk would appear a magazine with an article about Kauai. I'd go home and my roommate had started, you know, telling me about something she heard about Kauai. And I'm like, what is going on with Kauai? Yes. And then, um, and then I started hearing about this shaman that was visiting town and several of my friends had met him and they kept telling me, you need to meet this guy. He's really interesting. I'm like, I can't wait to meet him. And then I was in a, I was in an apartment complex called Moon Mansion at the time. And one day this shaman showed up at my neighbor's apartment and they came and got me and said, you need to meet the shaman. I got into a deep conversation with him. And at the end of the conversation, he said, by the way, I'm traveling to Kauai and I'd like you to come with me. And so I did. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? But, um, and that began, that was really the galactic shamanism because he was, he had a consciousness, an ascended consciousness, like an ascended master, if you've heard of that, but he was embodied. And so it was as if I was traveling with the Akashic record. So like someone who had access to all knowledge and here I am with this mind and I can't stop, you know, like asking questions and learning. And he taught me all kinds of amazing things like how to open portals and cross um, deceased beings that are you know deceased loved ones or stuck trapped energies through to the light he taught me how to channel he taught me all kinds of things that that I needed to know and really helped me activate to the next level isn't and that lovely that is that is like amazing amazing now I'm again I'm going to interrupt because I know some of the listeners out there are probably wondering uh, you know um, some of the verbiage that you've used there um, for instance what is the akashic records what is the ascension what what, what are portals can you maybe just fill in the little gaps that are probably out there in mind right now okay sure um, so a portal is uh, it's basically you can think of like a stargate most people are familiar with that or a wormhole or an opening between realities um, where we're you know we're here we're partially in the third partially in the fifth many of us dimension and the fourth is a time dimension we don't really exist well, we do exist in time, but third and fifth is what we're looking at in physical reality. So um, if I were to open a, a, open a portal into another dimension, that would be either a higher um, like state of being. Like let's just say to make it easy, third dimension is kind of where a lot of fear, um, mistrust, there's a lot of difficulty and a lot of density in third dimension. And you can be living with someone or talking to someone who's very immersed in the 3D world, the very like heavy, you know, and like just really believing all of the, the density of the world is true. And then side by side, you can be in the fifth dimension and you can be very lighthearted. You can be, you know, sort of like in bliss and sort of coasting above it and high-minded and working on your mind, you know, all of things like that. So they are side by side. The dimensions are layered. It's not like you go somewhere completely different. So therefore, you can open a portal into another dimension. And so when you're, when I'm talking about crossing a, you know, like a, a trapped energy, you open a dimension into a higher portal and invite 
light that um, being to go to the light. And that's, that's opening a portal to another dimension. Ascension, the way that I use ascension is it's raising your frequency. So when I talk about ascension training, which is the name of my training, that's yes. helping you raise your frequency. You're not going anywhere. You're, and, you and might that, be. Yeah. And that, you know, uh, you know, Washela, that there is a key because I know there's a misconception out there. A lot of the listeners seem to still be stuck thinking, well, you know, it's some spaceship that's going to take them to a different mm -hmm. location. It's not a location. It's not a place. And that's a beautiful way of putting it. It's you right here in your body, but actually it's just an internal switch that you're making going into the higher frequency. So I'll let you continue. And I, I think that, you know, um, that's a beautiful way of putting it because there are so many people there uh, out there on the path and they seem to think that they're going another physical place, a physical location. So thank you for clarifying that. And uh, sorry for interrupting. Yeah, Go ahead. No, I'm happy that you did. So I'd really like to unpack this idea of ascension because they think that's important right now, right now more than ever. So because this is the time of ascension. So the idea is that what's happening energetically on the planet right now is that Gaia, who's the goddess of the planet, has moved up in frequency to a fifth dimensional consciousness. And so there is a cleansing going on of all that is third dimensional, which is causing anytime there's a cleansing, anyone that's ever done a detox has experienced this, a physical detox, you have to release a lot out of your body. <laughs> and it can be unpleasant, right? But then you feel so clean and pure and activated and lighter. So that's what the planet is doing right now. That's Gaia's ascension from 3D to 5D. She's not really going anywhere. She's raising her frequency. And so it's our job right now, if we're guided to, if we want to, and if we feel called to, to also move. It's our opportunity to move from third dimension to fifth dimension right here within our bodies. And the way I teach this is I take people into their own heart. So it's an activation of the portal, like the stargate of the heart. And we learn to go deeply within the heart and activate that portal and become higher vibrational, you know, through connecting to everything, to all of life through the heart center. We're used to connecting through the head. And there's nothing wrong with thinking and being, you know, intelligent and intellectual and all of that. That's great. But we must be able to bring our being into our heart center to truly connect, to connect with other people, to feel love, to feel compassion, to feel connected to the earth and nature and animals and community. And, you know, that's something a lot of spiritual people have a hard time with, especially the community piece, myself included, because I felt different and I didn't, I didn't feel understood growing up. But it's so important to know that so many people are experiencing this and it is a time for community. And it's a time, even though we're in isolation right now, it's a time for connection and coming together as a tribe and just really opening the heart and feeling what beauty is available. 
that's the, and I like to say it's the incension because it's ascending from within, going into the heart and opening from there. And everything is accessible through the heart center. Our bodies are divine light technologies. The more light we bring into them, the more activated they become. And then the more we can experience of the other dimensions that are always here, always available to us, but it does take some practice and learning for most people how to step through, sort of like stepping through the veils so that you can learn and see and feel what's on the other side. It's actually not on the other side, it's right here, just allowing yourself to go there and not be afraid of it. Now, some of the programs that you have, um, like the Course in Ascension, Alchemy, and Connection to the Divine, can you explain a little bit to the audience in case they are interested? What exactly do you cover? What can they expect? Sure. So um, my book is, it really goes deeply into this. It's called The Love You Crave, A Course in Ascension, Alchemy, and Connection to the Divine, which is what my signature course, Ascension Training, is all about. So what we do, I'll just kind of very briefly in a nutshell share with you what it is. We start with mindset and managing the mind, learning how to notice when we're getting triggered and it's, I call it excavating the dark seed. So it's really noticing what is triggering me, what's upsetting me in my life. And then we celebrate that we noticed because we can't work with what we don't know is there. So for instance, if you keep getting upset for the same Thing over and over, but you haven't really paid attention to that upset or tried to change it. It's running, it's in your subconscious. You're not really aware of it. You just know that you keep getting upset. But if you realize, I like to use traffic because a lot of people get triggered in traffic. Like every time you're in traffic, you get triggered, you get upset. Or every time you're waiting in line and somebody's slow in front of you, you get triggered. We start to notice that and celebrate it so that you can like really start to see what it is and dig down and find the programs that are running you and then transform those programs. We reprogram, which I call recoding the human operating system. So we're recoding for a higher frequency program. And so we're no longer run by those old programs. And that does require some excavating of old traumas sometimes we notice them sometimes we don't know what they are but we let them go whatever is appropriate we don't try and skip over that stuff because we have to get rid of it in order to make room for more more light more being and so where we go then is into um, really surrendering and allowing some of these higher frequency states and these are um, you know higher emotional states like love and connection and gratitude and then ultimately we get to the ascension frequencies which are in the the realm of bliss and rapture and then you know we might some people can't even tap in at all and there's nothing wrong with that we haven't been trained to but as you practice you learn to do that longer and hold those more it's like holding the container for your your human being you know your emotional body to be able to experience those frequencies and become a channel of them so that you're channeling the light you're channeling those frequencies all of the time and we're activating the heart within that so we start to become um, well your your heart will attract to you everything you need just like I said someone would show up and give me a book someone would show up and and teach me what I needed to know the opportunity will be there you just have to walk through the door and the door will open to you once you start to do this kind of work 
And so the portal of the heart is open. You're able to, you know, move in and out of that at will. You're able to hold higher frequencies for longer and longer periods of time. And what happens is you become a contribution to the people around you, to the world around you. People start wanting to be around you because you're, you're, you're spilling over with positivity, basically. And it does not mean you can't get angry or mad. It doesn't, I'm not perfect. I have my moments. <laughs> I we all have our human. Yeah, I'm That's still right. human, you know. Yes, I'm not yes. I'm not at all trying to say I've I've ascended all of my human nature. I think I'd be enlightened. And if that happens, you know, there's always another layer, another layer, another layer. I think if there are no more layers, then you just probably move on because you've done everything you need to do here. Yes. But um, so in a nutshell, that's what it's about. It's really about releasing the negative so that we can experience and embody the positive more and more importantly, embody ourselves, embody the higher consciousness that we are part of and bringing that in rather than out because a lot of spiritual people teach and learn to go out of body to get that information. I believe it's very important to bring it into the body and activate this body so that we really can connect and, and have community and have intimacy and have loving relationships. And if we're out of body, it's hard to do that. And so um, if you can touch upon, like you had just mentioned, that a lot of people out there are teaching how to go out of body rather than go into body and bring it into the body. Can you explain the difference there? Because there are a lot of teachers out there, and uh, I, I might mention that I'm familiar with cutting cords. Mm -hmm. uh, some people go through the cutting cord process in order to remove some of the inner child wounds and trauma that someone may have have uh, have had to deal uh, deal with in their life. Can you explain that a little bit further, please? Yes, absolutely. So I think a lot of spiritual people are empathic. If you're familiar with that, someone that picks up. Um, emotions and energies from other people, from places. And so they feel a lot, especially as children, but it gets uncomfortable and you don't want to feel that much. So you start to go out, you start to go out of body and like hang out up here where it's really fun. You get activate your pineal gland and your crown and you're able to have mystical experiences, but you don't embody them. Um, when you just specific, or just only stay out of body and like go up and out. So when you start to bring those experiences in, bring more of yourself in, you're grounding it all the way into your root chakra and your lower chakras. And that's when you're able to manifest and create physically in the world. Um, and that's a huge, important piece. You know, everybody's heard of the secret or most people, you know, in manifestation and um, it's, it's easy to come up with concepts and ideas like I can see it in my mind, but in order to really be effective in this dimension where the human you know, lives, you have to get in your body and bring those all the way down, activate all of your chakra centers, activate the Kundalini, and then you have this whole body experience where you are embodied. And so that's what an embodiment coach will teach you. And lots of things help with that exercise, yoga, doing physical things, you know, um, meditating all day, 
meditating is wonderful, but you have to practice doing things that will also use the body and activate the body in order to really be embodied. Like Kundalini yoga is wonderful breath work, gets you in the body and is spiritual. So there are lots of practices out there that do teach that. Um, what I just like to caution against is be careful about getting too heady because it's, you know, it's great to be, you know, to pursue intellectual ideas and contemplate and all of that. But if you just hang out up here, you're going to miss out all the good stuff that's in here. And that's when you great. start operating through the heart, that's when life gets really fun and, and beautiful. Exactly. Now, I, I, and I know this, uh, the, uh, this of you, that you actually have a particular light. Uh, can you share with the audience the Lucia light and what it does? And as a practitioner, I guess, or mm-hmm. uh, as an operator, I'm not quite sure the term that you use. Maybe you can explain that a little bit further as well. Of course. Yes. So it's the Lucia light. It's called the Lucia number three. It is a hypnagogic light that was designed by two Austrian doctors. And what it does is it, um, it, it's actually all white light that flashes at different frequencies. It has one light in the middle that's a halogen and it has eight LED lights around it. So the person receiving the light is either reclined or sitting or lying down as they're receiving the light. And even though it's all white light, this frequency, this flashing, it takes you into this very deep state of um, hypnagogia, but also a lot of people have shamanic journeying experiences in the light. Some people will have out-of-body experiences. Some people will have deeply internal experiences where they're feeling so much. And it's very different, but a lot of people have extremely visual, colorful, multidimensional, like celestial type of visuals um, and kaleidoscopic imagery, even though there's no light or no colored lights in the device itself it's the idea is we can't prove this but it goes through the optic nerve the light your eyes are closed the light travels through the optic nerve and interacts with the pineal gland Um, and you know they say we have little crystals inside the pineal gland that that light bounces around on and um, and then projects imagery back out and so I might have, I can do um, six at a time under the light in a group session. And after a group session, the people will get up and what did you see? What did you do? And they might all have seen very, very different imagery and had very different experiences, even though they had the same session, the same frequency, the same intensity, all of that. Everybody's unique. So they had their own journeying experience. Um, Also, I'll say as long as we've known, um, shaman have been fire gazers. They'll sit in front of the fire and stare at the flames of the fire, and that will take them into this trance-like state, and then they can sort of journey, travel. It's a type of meditation. And so I think um, that's part of, of where the idea of flashing light um, started, but also one of the doctors that created it um, had had a near-death experience as a child. He crossed over and he had you know, a blissful, connected experience and he came back when he thought, well, wouldn't it be amazing if I could somehow recreate an experience like that, that you don't have to have a, near, a near-death experience to perceive? Right. Now, um, is there any sort of a disclaimer or anything? I mean, um, 
we've, we've spoken about the Lucia light and the experiences. Um, and of course, uh, you know, I know how the listeners think. They'll be sitting there thinking, well, everything's all great when you have all the, the good um, um, experiences and all of the helpers that come to you. But what happens? Is there a chance that you have the dark side show up? And how do you handle that? And has that ever happened to you? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, you know, and especially right now, um, I think uh, there are a lot of trapped energies, like the darker energies, it's almost like they're bubbling up to be released because the earth is ascending and it's, they're not going to be able to stay anyway. So yes. they are popping up and light workers are noticing my clients are showing up with, um, you know, an attachment or an entity. And so the important thing about that, yes, I've absolutely experienced them. And the best guidance I can give you is when that comes up, whether it's in yourself or someone else, to go into, first of all, non-judgment, all it needs to cross over is love. It just needs to know that it's loved. And let's say it's a disincarnate spirit that has stayed on this plane. First of all, they don't know that they can cross into the light. And second, they're worried if they do think they might be able to, they're worried about being judged. So we have to let them know it's okay to cross into the light. You're not going to be judged. You'll be loved. You'll get to experience oneness again. And then you can call in if you're actually, you know, if you're feeling a presence and you want it to be released, um, call in its, its loved ones and say, I'm calling your loved ones now. They're coming to take you. They love you. They forgive you. A lot of times people or dis disincarnates will stay because they are judging themselves because mm -hmm. they don't feel that they can be forgiven. And you have to let them know you will not be judged. Um, you're, you are forgiven and your deceased loved ones are, or your loved ones are here to pick you up and then call in the angels and the archangels to come and escort them into the light and then just breathe and say you're free to go and pass into the light. And you'll actually, if you're in the presence of it, you can feel in your heart, you can feel that release. And then when they get to the other side, if you're working with a client, if you're a light worker, I always say, um, um, and this is part of a hypnosis training too, and you're extracting entities, um, have that being look back once it's in the light, look back if it's been in someone's body and say, now take any residual energy that you left in that body, anything left there that's not for the highest good of that person and take it with you, extract it out of the body now. And then, um, and then they may go on their way. And you know, that really can be a massively great service because I think a lot of light workers are seeing this phenomena with the energy intensity of a lot of negative things are showing up and we've got to be able to cross that over. And you don't have to be a trained shaman or a medium to do that work. You can really do it if you feel comfortable. If you can be in love in your heart, like just go into love and non-judgment and project through that then you can be the shaman that, that that trapped being needs to cross you to cross over. Well, thank you for that. That really, really helps because I'm sure that many people out there, I think their their biggest takeaway will be that you are a co-creator. You have the power within you to bring about huge change at this time. And speaking of huge change, 
what is going on on planet Earth right now? And what do you see? What do mm. you see? Um, and how can we handle this in a better way or better manner uh, than what we have been uh, focused in on uh, by the powers that be that dictate to us? Um, any words on that for the listener? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a lot of chaos going on. And I mentioned earlier the cleansing and the moving from third dimension to fifth dimension of the earth. And so, you know, it's not a comfortable process for a lot of people, but the most important thing that you can do is just keep checking your mind, keep your mind right. And I like to tell people, make a gratitude list, make a list of 10 or 20 things that you're grateful for or that bring you joy. And, you know, one of them, like I did this one time when I was depressed, I had um, postpartum depression and I had a hard time pulling myself out, but I did this. I made a list and one thing was to go feed the ducks at the duck pond with my daughter and, and we would go feed the ducks. And I, every time I did that, it, it brought me out a little bit. So it's, it doesn't matter what you do. If you're, if you're stuck at home, then just focus on something you love to do or someone you love or a time or experience in your life where you felt grateful, where you felt joy, where you felt good, and keep going back to repeating those positive feeling emotions. And then once you get yourself stabilized and pull yourself out of that dark place or that negativity, if you can share that in some way, that will amplify it. So if you have someone you can call, or if you don't, it doesn't even matter. You can just imagine sending that light to someone who might need it. Or maybe if it's a certain person that you had that memory with, project that love to that person, whether they're still here on this planet or not, doesn't even matter. They'll receive it either way. But it's really about how can I bring my, my energy, my emotional energy up and then just keep staying in that as long as you can. Hold space for that to feel better and just keep your mind right. And if you go dark in your mind, do a meditation. There are tons of guided meditations out there that will help you bring your energy up if you need a little help. Sometimes a silent meditation is too difficult when you're in a darker place. So just keep finding ways to bring yourself up. I know YouTube is full of, of wonderful free meditations that you can do. And something that my son and I like to do together um, is just watch funny videos. He's 11 and, you know, we'll, he'll just find these funny animal videos or just silly videos. Cats are always great. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, yes. again, just finding a way to laugh, finding a way to have fun, finding a way to lighten up because it's not going to do you any good to marinate in worry and in negativity. That's just going to bring your energy down and have you stay in that energy longer. And even if it's just one tiny step at a time, you know, just gently bring yourself up as much as you can and then celebrate that. Like, hey, I'm not feeling bad anymore. I'm feeling neutral. I'm going to celebrate that, you know? Yes. And, and yes. that's a success. Exactly. Now, um, uh, we're, we're coming to the, uh, you know, close to the end of the show, but what I would like uh, for you to do at this time is um, your experience with your Kundalini awakening. Because mm. I think that's a huge one. There's so many people out there that are popping, that are uh, <laughs> having these enormous um, experiences. Yeah. And of course, some 
our understanding of it, some actually asked for it, and some are just, it's just happening left, right, and center. So I think this is a great opportunity because I know you, and I know that you're able to really put it into words and be, uh, be able to share your experience and how it can help others that are either looking for something like that or maybe have gone through it and are like, whoa, what is this? Okay, great. Yeah, you know, my process has been a 30-year process of being on a spiritual path. I know for a lot of people right now, it's almost like they're, they're not on a spiritual path and then suddenly, boom, I, I called it popcorn. They're like just pop, bursting open. So, you know, if you have a history and you've worked up to it, you might be a little more prepared or not, you know, but if you suddenly burst open, it can be kind of confusing. But again, I think, you know, for me, my, my awakening was really through my heart, my heart bursting open in a way. That's my biggest Kundalini experience. And then from there, everything else, you know, opened up. Um, and I, you know, I, I feel like it was incremental along my path, but I did have a major experience a couple of years ago where I just really burst open. I was like, oh, wow, this is the, and you know, I thought I was embodied. I thought I had an open heart before that, but then I had this whole other level open up to me that I was like, you, it's one of those things you just don't know until you experience it. And so that also makes me realize there's more, there are other levels, you know, I mean, it's not like I've arrived, but I'm on a path, you know, of, of opening and opening and opening. And so what I'd like to say about that is if you're starting to have some of these experiences, a lot of people have them through breath work through kundalini yoga, through their spiritual practices, but some people are having them spontaneously and not even looking for them. So however you're, it's coming to you, or if it's something you're striving for, know that it's not about that one moment. It's about all of the incremental things that you do leading up to it. It's about getting your mind right. It's about practicing gratitude. It's about living through the heart. It's about breathing and embodying yourself all the way down to your lower chakras and experiencing intimacy with the people in your life and connecting with community. All of those things are part of the awakening. And then if you have one big explosive experience, give yourself time to integrate that. Give yourself time to just be with it and surrender to it. Because if you fight it, it can be very difficult. But just to relax into it and let it be whatever it is you're experiencing, just to let it be and practice gratitude I think that is really the best way to be with, with a huge awakening experience. And then know that whatever you need is going to come to you. It's probably already there. Sometimes it just takes shifting your perception, but just open that door. The door is right in front of you and allow yourself to have the support that you need to get wherever it is that you're going because it's all already within you. <laughs> and, and, and I think the key also that a lot of people miss, um, you know, is that uh, they feel like they, they, they need to get prepared to leave or they're always preparing, like, I don't want to be here. I want to be somewhere mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot to be said, and I'm sure that you would agree that you're needed here. You're, yeah. he, you're needed here 
right now the way you are and that no one's going to be left behind no one's ahead of each other no one's left behind and you know to really embrace and be uh, you know um thankful for being here at this time in your body you don't want to have it so you're always searching for how can i escape this how can i escape this and go to this other fifth dimension maybe i'll jump on that rocket ship and land there one day um so thank you thank you for that and what other teachings do you have coming forward i'm so excited mm -hmm. Yes, thank you for that, Solyndran. That was beautiful. And just to know it's a privilege to have a human body. It's a privilege to be here now. We all wanted to be here now and we get to be here now. So enjoy the experience. It's, it's an amazing thing to have a human body on planet Earth at this time. And so what I have, I've already mentioned my signature course is called Ascension Training. And that's kind of everything I've been talking about. I also do um, occasional master classes where um, if you get on my email list and the way to do that is to go to my website. It's my name, washaylasananda.com. Not the easiest thing to spell, but hopefully you'll put a link in or something where people can find it. Definitely. Um, and then I have... I have a box where you can put in your email. I do two emails a week where I'm constantly sharing, um, you know, like I'm not just trying to sell you things. I'm like actually sharing um, teachings and life experiences and sharing from my life to help upgrade whoever's, you know, reading and watching. And um, so that's one way to stay in touch with me. I do summits. So I just finished a summit called the Alchemy of Ascension. I will be doing another one more toward the end of this year. So keep your eye out for that. That's about bringing Ascension trainers, embodiment coaches, you know, people that are, that are in the quantum field and, and helping people raise their energy up during these times and bring them all together. And one by one over 28 days, I release inner Interviews. And that one, the, down, or the replay of that is actually available for a small fee on my website as well if somebody wants to see what, what we just did. Um, also, somebody has ideas of who they'd like to see interviewed on my upcoming Alchemy of Ascension Summit, feel free to send me a, um, a message so you can put in a good word for somebody you think would be amazing. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience before we wrap it up today? Yes. Um, just one little tidbit that I have found so helpful in my own life is every day the sun rises and sunsets. So if you can find a way to get outside, get some sunrise or sunset sun in your eyes without sunglasses, just enjoy the frequencies of the sunlight. It's very energizing and balancing. And if you can go outside with bare feet and stand in the grass or the dirt or the sand and touch a tree or hug a tree and be in nature while you're also absorbing that sunlight, that's really gonna help you balance and align. Nature is just so supportive. So everybody can do that and it's free. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And um, so that brings us to the end of the show. I am so happy that we have this beautiful conversation with Washela Sananda. And I will definitely have her links posted. I'm just going to excuse myself for one moment.
And I'm Solyndra Buller, your host from Uplifting Humans, where we honor, empower, educate, and inspire the listener through real stories and expert advice. And I'm hoping that you'll be able to share upliftinghumans.com with your friends and family. Of course, you can hear past episodes on Anchor, Spotify, and many other channels, as well as go to YouTube. Thank you again. Until next time, thank you and have a wonderful day.